Hi, everybody. Welcome. I'm Joe Posnanski here with Molly Knight. And uh, baseball season is back and we're talking baseball. Hi, Molly. Hi. It's crazy. We've been games have been happening for about a week now. And it feels like there's more going on than usual. Yes. And I think it's not like a recency bias thing. I do think all these rule changes are like um, and then I guess the WBC and different injuries and uh, there's just a lot happening, right? There feels like there's a lot happening. I, I do think the rule changes are a huge part of obviously everybody's trying to get used to them. We are going to spend the bulk of, of this podcast here talking about the rule changes and, and uh, what we think of them and how they're going to impact the game. But yeah, there've also been a couple of pretty, substantial injuries particularly uh one involving the dodgers that i know we will talk about at some length and uh yeah the wbc feels really epic this year i mean i think that's very exciting and and uh is sort of all in the middle of everything so yeah Mm -hmm. no I, i don't think that's your imagination i think a lot of stuff is going on it's also just it feels good it feels like we're fully back like it feels like it's okay you know we're having a full spring training, unlike the lockout last year. Right. Um, we are, we have access to players because the COVID rules have been relaxed. I mean, I still have to wear a mask if I go into the clubhouse, but you know, I haven't been into a clubhouse in since COVID started because I, right. I we, we weren't allowed in for years. And then I got so sick last year um, and had long COVID, so I, I I wasn't I didn't go to any games after the All Star game. So. It's definitely, it feels good. Like I know obviously the virus is still out there and it sucks, but it feels good. Like there's some kind of normalcy returning. It does feel a little bit, you know, one of the things that, that had begin, begun to annoy me, <laughs> not for any reason other than, um, uh, you know, that this is just sort of what we've been living through is, uh, you know, the the constant need to say, Oh, this is the first time we've done this or the first time we've done that since COVID, you know, then, right, right. and, and now it does feel like, oh, this is a, it's a, it's a season. It's a new season. It's spring training. It's a full spring training. I also do agree with you. I, you know, and it's easy to forget just how messed up the start of baseball was last year because of huh. the lockout and, and the fight and you didn't really know when they were going to come back and the delay of the season. And so yeah. it just kind of like the first half of last year felt just rushed and silly. And, and, you know, maybe by the time the, the season ended, it felt okay, but, but now it's good. It, 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 it definitely feels a little bit like the old uh, times. Uh, and, and I would go and say it, it feels a little bit more like really old times in part because of, of the rule changes. So yeah. let's, let's talk a little bit about those. I, I think, uh, so there is, I just wrote a story, you know, this, I just wrote a yeah. story for Esquire. Um, uh, well, I, I didn't just write it. It just came out. Uh, that is a full breakdown of the, of all of the rule changes, uh, some proposed rule changes. It's a big, huge thing. You can, you can see it over at Esquire.com uh, or you, can see it in your upcoming Esquire with me and Chris Pine on the cover. Um, yeah, yeah and, and Chris Pine talks about the Harry Styles uh, spit incident. Yes, which, which wasn't. So it's gonna. It's a real. It's a real it's boon a, for it's you, Kaznanski, to get your baseball. <laughs> to get your baseball rules in there. It's an epic the, Esquire. Yeah, get yeah, all the yeah. Harry Harry fans. You know, are gonna learn about baseball. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So. Um, <laughs> So let's talk about the rule changes, and I think we yeah. should go one by one. 
And we should obviously start with the pitch clock because that is the biggest and most uh, significant. Uh, I have some, a lot of thoughts, obviously, but you have had a lot of thoughts and I'm dying to hear what you think about them. So I've, I've tasted, uh, you know, I've, 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 I've tootled around and watched some games so far. And I love the pace. Yes. I just love it. It is somebody somebody tweeted it is like a Mark Burley game every time. Right. Or like Dallas Keuchel. I still think the best game I ever, best baseball game I ever went to was game one of the 2017 World Series, Kershaw versus Keuchel. Yes. It was a two-hour game. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, it was crisp. It was clean. It was the best players in the world playing their best. No, And, and, and when, when pitchers do that there's just a confidence there's just when they when they attack the hitters like that it's like it's just it it's just it's awesome right it's like here it is hit it you know you're not ready but you need to get get your ass in the batter's box and be ready (laughs) because my curveball's working my split's working my slider's working and i want to throw it right now yeah if you're not ready sit down you know i love it however i do understand that there are some, you know, kinks to work out on timing. And I'm, and I am sensitive to the idea that I don't know what I don't know. And I, I, I don't know if, if timing is going to be weird or, or unfair at a certain point or some, some arguments over when this clock start or someone gets hurt, some pitcher has to throw the ball and gets hurt. I mean, I know that there are still some things we have to work out. Of course. But overall, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, it, it, that's right. I, I think all of the things that you said, uh, I agree with. First of all, I love the pace. And I'm older than you, but you're, you know, you're of an age where you still will remember when the game sort of was naturally at this pace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when pitchers would get the ball, they would throw and hitters would stand in the box. And that's not to say there weren't delays. It's not to say that baseball was better or any of that nonsense, but it was crisp. It was much crisper. And what's happened over the last 25, 30 years is not just that the games have extended in time, but people talk about time all the time. It's that, the only thing that's been added to these games is dead time. Yeah. Nothing nothing good has been added to the game as far as, I mean, you know, there's dead time and there's longer breaks between innings for, for television. Those are essentially what have added uh, time to the games. And and none of that's great. And none of that is, is a part of why we love baseball. And so... So I, I'm so excited to see that happen. Of course, there are kinks. And I, one of the things I think that we'll, um, we'll have to see is we are seeing the very infancy of this rule now. So you're seeing pitchers throw with 10 seconds left on the clock because they don't want to mess with it. Nobody's inner clock is sort of matched up yet. So everybody's still trying to figure it out. I know you're going to talk a little bit about Manny uh, Machado, (laughs) but which is, but it's really cool. Everybody uh, is still figuring this out, you know, and by July, it won't be like that anymore. Pitchers will know in their minds exactly how much time they have to pitch. Batters will know in their minds exactly when they need to be in the box. These are the best. I mean, this is what Joey Votto said. Look, we're the we're the best baseball players in the world. We we'll figure this out. You know, we'll it's not like it's not like they're 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 helpless against this time. They can 
if if there was a five second pitch clock, they'd figure it out, you know. So so yeah. I really think that yes, there are of course kinks, and you know Joe Sheehan, who I respect a lot, has talked quite a bit about um, how yeah, well it's fine we like the pace now, but how much will we like this pace when the games matter? Um, you know, will we really want them to be you know pushing through at, at this kind of speed in the late innings of a playoff game or whatever? I, I don't agree with him. I I really don't. I, yeah. I I think this pace is just better. It's just a better pace for the game. But I understand the point, and and there's some stuff that we still have to figure out. I understand the point too, and I did see some devil's advocate like, what the heck are you know? Are we going to let a World Series game end on a strike three because a batter wasn't ready? And the thing, and I and I'm sensitive to that. But the thing is, they still have a 25 second play clock in the NFL and Super That's Bowl. Right. That's right. I mean, twenty-four second clock. You're, in the you're NBA. getting you're getting exactly. delay a game. You, you know, you got fourth and goal with the Super Bowl on the line. You're getting a, from the nine yard line. You get a delay of game. All of a sudden, it's fourth and fourteen. I mean, this right. is they don't just take. Oh, well, take your time now that yeah. it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's part of it's part of the strategy. I'm also sensitive to the idea that because I've heard some pitchers say, "Oh, this totally gives us." We were always ready to go. It's a batter. Well, not unless they're paid or biased, but right. you know, they're right. ready to or go. Or Kenley. Kenley. Yeah, or Kenley. Yeah, unless they're a Dodger or former <laughs> Dodger. They're ready to go. And it gives them it gives them more control over the at bat. So I am sensitive to the idea because I, I would like to see more offense in general. I think sure. everyone can agree with that. We don't need to give pitchers more advantage than they already have because they've they've seen so much advantage lately with velocity and just, and, and, you know, high fastball, all the stuff they work on at driveline. So we don't need to totally tilt, tilt it. Right. But I, I, I like it. And I also yeah. think it'll benefit the hitter because they're freaking, you know, I think they, they, they can think too much stepping out and regrouping. Absolutely. And I think for 99% of these guys thinking overthinking is bad. Yes. You know, just go see the ball, and, hit the ball. Don't. And I've, I've heard the same thing from pitchers. I don't know that I buy it, to be perfectly yeah. honest. I Let's face it, pitchers step off all the time. They stare sure. the guy down. The guy's in the oh, box ready to hit. They step off. And, <laughs> and I mean, it 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 happens all yeah. the time. I don't know that it's going to be an advantage for pitcher. I, I've also yeah. heard from people while I was doing this story that it could be a little bit of an advantage for hitters because pitchers yeah. will no longer be able to – load up max velocity on every pitch, particularly relievers, right. you know, right. they can't come in and, and take as much time as they want to get themselves ready to throw another hundred yeah. mile an hour pitch. Um, so it could have an impact. I, right. you know, a lot of that'll be on the margins. I think the game is going to look just the same. It's just going to yeah. be quicker. It's going to be a quicker pace. We're going to have less dead time. And, and I, I think that's, I think that's really good for the game. Really uh, good for the game. I was I was laughing. I was telling you about Manny Machado. I, I get I get these, and I'm sure you do too. These emails from Vegas about odds. You know, just <laughs> odds of this. Who's favored to win the you know the NL pennant, or who's favored to win the Rookie of the Year? And yesterday I got this email. I just, I laughed so hard. Otani, Machado, and Alonzo are betting favorites to have the most pitch clock pitch clock violations during the MLB <laughs> season. <laughs> So I guess they mean Otani is the is the favorite to have the most for the pitcher to have the most violations, and Machado is the favorite for the hitter to have wow. the most violations. And 
it's it's kind of perfect when I was writing about Manny Machado I, I'm gonna write about him for tomorrow but like he was the first you know pitch clock violator which is why I'm sure Vegas got the idea and he was like whatever of course he like you know singles on the next pitch he doesn't right. care and I just think it's so perfect like his game is just um uh they're they- he he's gotten he's gotten grief in the past for not hustling for whatever. But the thing is, the guy, the guy play and Dodger fans don't like him because he didn't run out of ball in the playoffs. But the thing is, the guy has played more games. I think he's played the second most games of any players in the last like three years. He's oh, yeah. on the field every single day, every game, every game. And you have to sort of you can't go all out sprinting out a freaking routine ground ball in May and still be standing on two legs in October yeah so I get it so I I embrace the idea that Manny Machado is just gonna be like all right give me a strike I'm not ready yet you know like I'm I'm I'm, and and it's not gonna it's like whatever he's so good it's like you can start in a whole 0-1 and still hit 300 whatever I so loved his response to it you know I really did I I have not I've always thought of Manny Machado as kind of aloof. He's kind of a difficult guy to get to know and yeah. whatever. But like to me, that was the most wonderfully human response, which was, yeah, that probably won't be the last time. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, but, I'm not Johnny Hustle. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> you know, like, look, this is, this is the deal. And if I start 0 and 1, I start 0 and 1. He didn't complain about the rule. He didn't, right. which, which is exactly what I've been looking out for. How many players would complain about the rule? Is the pace too fast? None of them are really yeah. doing that. And Machado right. flat out said, hey, you know, uh, this is the rule and I'll be starting 0-1 sometimes. That's just how that is. To I, me, that's awesome. That's awesome that he has I'm, that kind I'm of obsessed. confidence. Yeah, yeah. I And, and he, to me, Manny has turned into like, because... Uh, he did get grief, you know, when he was a do- when he was a Dodger, but that was also five years ago, and, and he was young, a lot younger, and he did act like a knucklehead sometimes. Sure, not an a hole, but just a knucklehead, the yeah. knucklehead stuff, right? The same stuff that like Ronald Acuna would, you know, right. like oh, could have hustled a little harder, maybe could have hustled in the playoffs on that in a one run game, okay. But now he's he's it's totally different vibe. Like he is the leader of that San Diego Padres team. Yes. He busts his ass. I watch him. I I watch, I mean, I would say I, I watch a ton of Padres games. I watch sure. a lot. And he he puts his where puts his heart on his sleeve, man, and tries really hard. So whatever rap he had as a younger player, it's just it's just not the case anymore. But it will be fun to watch. <laughs> Him start on one all the time, and that'll be. I mean, and still, that'll be great. And, We're going to start keeping up with guys who who yeah, start on one who get hits. Like what? What's your batting average when you give when you have like a uh yeah. you know when you, when you go? What's your OPS when you're when you've given up a strike? What's your ERA yeah. when you've and, given up a ball? I mean, know, it's it's going to be great. We need to come up and with Mike. We need to come up with the award for whoever gets the most violations for oh, not. Yeah. It's basically like tar- being tardy at school, right? It's basically oh, like absolutely. whatever, like the guy from like Brecken Meyer and Clueless who got the award for the most tardies <laughs> that day. And he got up and thanked all the people at McDonald's for taking forever on his, yes. on his uh, egg McMuffins. Like yes. we need an award for. <laughs> oh, and I, I hope Manny wins it so we can just oh, name the award name after the Manny Machado Yeah, the Machado Award. award. Absolutely. Yes. Even the, the, the even the name sounds like somebody who is like oh the Machado's yeah. late again you know it just would be perfect uh, perfect sound so part of the yeah. pitch clock situation yeah. is of course the pitchers can now only step off twice mm-hmm. uh, and they well they can step off a third time to try to pick off the runner 
but if they don't pick off the runner, then it's a balk and that okay. runner automatically gets a base. So in other words, you got a guy on first base, guy throws over a couple times, so the guy on first base uh, knows that he can't throw over without uh, threatening of, of a balk. He takes a gigantic lead and it's up to the pitcher to go, okay, if I can pick him off, um, then I'll get the out. But if I don't pick yeah. him off, if he gets back, then he goes to second. It's like a stolen base. So yeah. to me, there's a whole new strategy involved. Oof. I don't think a lot of pitchers are going to throw over twice. I, I don't think most pitchers are going to want to be in that situation. Um, but it's 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 going to create a new strategy. And I do believe, especially for really fast guys like your Trey Turner's, um, we're going to see more stolen bases. We're just going to yeah. see more because of this. It's interesting. And you th- I think about some kind of fringe guys that, that are on rosters because they're so fast, like a Terrence yeah. Gore or even right. like a like a D Gordon. Who I, I don't know if he's still what, what's going on, but all of a sudden certain guys might have like way more value than they did before. Like if steals are become like the hot commodity, I mean, yeah. the, the bases are bigger. The the pitchers can't throw over indefinitely. I mean, the steal is the most besides the inside the park grand slam. It's like the most exciting or triple. It's like the most exciting play in baseball for me. So you know, this is I, great. I think it's great. I, I really do. I I don't think it's going to be like uh, it's going to go crazy. We're going to go back to the Vince Coleman hundred stolen base days. But I just think we're going to get more stolen bases. And they said something really interesting to me. I'm curious your thoughts on this because it's not something that I thought a lot about, but what they told me at MLB and what a couple of, of the players told me was, Hey, you've already been seeing this in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. the stolen base has become more a part of the game. Like in the regular season. No, like the last year's whatever stolen base later had like 30 stolen base. Like, like that's as right. a regular season thing. It's no, but in the playoffs, the stolen base became a little bit more of a, of a weapon again. So, right. So there is a sense, even among the very best teams, that the stolen base can be very, uh, be a big weapon in in low scoring games, in in close games. So you give these, you know, if that's the case, if they're already leaning this way, having the larger bases, which just cuts the distance ever so slightly between the bases, mm-hmm. and and this new you pitchers can only step off a couple of times which by the way i was i was talking to somebody i was on on a radio show or something and they were talking about how um yeah you know and i i don't know it's artificial that you can only throw over a couple of times uh that that doesn't seem fair to me and i'm like look i understand i'm a traditionalist like anybody do you like when they throw over to first base like i mean is that is that an enjoyable oh. thing for you it's horrifying it's I terrible mean- and half the time they're throwing over there, it's not even because they want to. It's because right. someone in the dug the manager signaled the catcher to tell them to throw. That's there. right. So it's just like it's not even like well, they're not even trying actually... to pick them off. Yeah, no, they're just tossing no. it over they're just to trying you know. to mess with the rhythm, trying to get the guy dirty, trying to uh, yeah. troll. You yeah, know, it's so not even like a thing. I won't miss it. I won't miss those throwovers. Yeah. And by the way, they did say that very rarely. Uh, it I, I was a tiny percent of time that pitchers threw over more than twice anyway. So it's not it's not like this is going to change the rhythm of the game. It's just gonna it's just gonna it. What I think it will do is it will give uh particularly good base stealers a little bit of an edge 
uh, if, if, and, and you know what, they should have that edge. I mean, they're, they're great base dealers. Like if Trey Turner yeah. gets on first base, yeah, there should be a, like nerves in the pitchers, you know, pitchers yes. should be a little bit like, oh man, I, I've got a guy on second on first that can steal on me. And, uh, I think this only adds to that. So I, so I like it. I, I, yeah. I really like that part of it. Yeah, and I love the bigger bases too. Uh, for a lot of reasons, I've seen nasty collisions. Yes. I mean, unintentional collisions, um, and I just think it makes more sense. You know, it's not getting stepped on or spiked. You know, or or just and and it's a way to cut the just by ever so slightly to cut the distance uh, to get a hit or a stolen base without fundamentally changing the game, without right. making it look different. I know everyone was making fun of how the new base bases look like pillow you know big pillows and whatever <laughs> right, right but but i think it's a good it, it to me it felt like a, smart people in a room came up with some like a, a smart thing yeah. you know the, and it's like oh okay yeah i don't have any issue with this whatsoever well, that's like, the thing. this is this is really comes from theo epstein he's been something he's been yeah. talking about for many years and uh he's he's a big believer that it can it can get more action in the game that, that hitters will start putting the ball in play a little more because, you know, ground ball to short might be a hit. If you can, you know, you get a couple of extra inches that yep. that can make a difference and yep. stolen bases and so on and so on. But I, another, uh, other people in baseball are like, yeah, it's not going to have a fun, a huge change in the game, but even they say, you know, players are so much bigger now than they've yes. ever been is that we outgrew the smaller yes. bases, you know, yes. like, like, like there's, yes. you need to give them enough room for the first baseman to have a foot on the bag and the, and the runner to have a, you know, look what happened to Bryce Harper, you know, yes. and, and some, so, and, and is it perfect? Max Muncy? I mean, he, he Max was at Muncy, last yes. weekend of the season before the playoffs in 2021 and, Got a, you know, it was a freak play and ground ball, you know, took a, took the throw at first and collided with the runner and tore his UCL. Absolutely. I mean, you know, missed the, and the Dodgers were done that year and they didn't, you know, they, they couldn't overcome that loss. So, so, and also Kershaw went down that same game. I mean, it was like the nightmare scenario. Right that was the nightmare, the yeah. That was, they, that there was, was no time to overcome that. And I just, I, we, we've already gotten rid of collisions. So let's just make it even safer because we don't want to lose any of our, any of our players. Absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. And and look, will it 100% eliminate things? No, of course not. It's not yeah. But if it makes the game X percent safer, I think they said mm-hmm. something like there were 20% fewer injuries at first base in the minors last year. Oh my God, that's a huge number. It was some big number. And it's like, yeah. hey, whatever... Whatever it takes, you know, to, yeah. to to keep these guys healthy and safe. So I think everybody's sort of on board, even if they they joke about it. I think more or less everybody's on board with the bigger bases. Um, not everybody's yet on board with the with the pitch clock, but I think the more people see it, the more they'll like it. Uh, I've I've heard from people who are angrily opposed to it, and mm-hmm. I would ask them, "Have you seen a game with the pitch clock?" Right. And they're like, "No." Right. Well, wait and see, you know, because I think I think you're going to like this, especially if you are uh, an old time baseball fan. I think it's going to feel an awful lot more like the game you grew up watching. Here's one thing I will say, and and I, this is only going to apply to me and like eight other people, including Jose Ramirez. Jose <laughs> Ramirez brought up a point I hadn't heard yesterday, which was yes. that he really um, music, his walk up music 
really helps him psychologically to lock mm-hmm. in. And there are certain things he associates with different moments and helps his timing. And walk-up song, they only play like 30 seconds of it. They don't play right. the full 33 minutes. Right. But this new pitch clock thing is going to, walk-up songs are not really going to, they aren't really going to happen anymore. I mean, they will, but it'll be five seconds. Yes. Well, that to me got me order. thinking about, well, I think I'm okay with a little bit of more time in between batters for a pitcher to kind of catch his breath sure. a little bit. Sure. But then once we're in and at bat, you got to go. Yeah. So I, 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 so I might be on the side of, okay, let's keep it. Let's make it a little longer in between hitters just so that a guy, if a guy just goes up a three run bomb, you can just, he can freaking walk around and play with the rosin bag and take it, take three deep breaths and settle himself kind of, you know, like it's yeah. that's a little bit. I, I'd like to see how it is, how it goes. Yeah. You know I mean? I, yeah. to me, if if there's a clear adjustment that needs to be made, it, it, that's pretty easily made. But I also like the idea of come at it really hard, and then if you have to pull back a little bit, pull yep. back. Don't don't come and then try to make it harder. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. don't come with a twenty five second clock and then say, oh, really? That should be twenty. It's it's yeah. got to go only at this point. It's got to be let's cut this off. This is where we are, and then hey, if you want to add a few seconds next year for the walk-up song or for, for whatever, you know, I was talking to the guys at the Cincinnati Reds um, and they were talking about, um, you know, they play Connie Smith's Cincinnati, Ohio in the seventh inning stretch. And they're going to have to cut X percent off of that because of the time between innings. I don't love that. I don't love that. So that part is, yeah, I don't love it. Yeah. I I want, I want tradition. I want, and the Mets, you know, when they play their da 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 right, song right, after, right. you know, and I, I want that song. And and I. Yeah, so the only I, thing I, I'm fine with is cutting Cotton Eye Joe as much as you yeah. have to. Whatever whatever is necessary to cut yeah. Cotton Eye and, and the Dodgers, I think, are still the only team that plays Take Me Out to the Ball Game t- through twice. Oh, so they play it, they play right. it in one key and then they modulate and play it in a higher key. And it's weird. But it's good, and I want. And if that changes, I'm going to be pissed. But yeah, so I, no. I want to keep the traditions that these teams have. Yes, I agree. I innings. agree. But again, I think those are pretty easy fixes. If if it yeah. comes to that, I think the hard fix is getting the players, the umpires, everybody to buy into the game is now going to change in this way. And yeah. I think once you get there. Yeah, and I think I think adjustments on on the on the edges are pretty easy to yeah. to, to fix, and I think baseball loves the walk up song, so I think yeah. it's very possible that that they would add another five or ten seconds yeah. between batters or something, and that that wouldn't that wouldn't have a, a particularly large impact on on the game. So so that'll be fun to see. So we've got the pitch clock, uh, which bases. I think people will yeah. like in yeah. general. We've got the bases which people will either like or not care about. Yeah. And then we got the shift. And the shift is the one I that don't even know what to say. Everybody's got thoughts about. I, I have thoughts, but I need to see I need to see like a month's worth of yes, I agree. regular regular season games. Yeah. Before I know how I feel about it. I'm not gonna have a hot take right now at this second because No, no. I mean, but, I remember like Zach Granke of all people, who is one of the smartest players you will ever, you know, when the shift started coming around in like 2013, 14, when, when smart teams started to do it. Raise me. And, yeah. and Granke 
yeah and he was i started shifting behind him and he he was like i don't really i want to position my own filters i'm not comfortable with this and i remember kershaw then saw that and was like i want what cranky wants you know and then within (laughs) (laughs) and then within like a uh then friedman came over and kind of talked them all into it right but even still like talking with kershaw he's just like man you know because we he laughed about it we'll still talk about it because i know i know that the defensive shift probably helps my helps the team helps my numbers helps all of it right it's good for the team but i still get so demoralized when like a little you know eight 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 hopper goes through the hole where yep. where, where my second baseman would normally was be supposed standing. to be exactly and in a way that hurts worse than when some guy saves my when 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 they save my ass up the middle you know right, like right. on what should have been a hit it's like like that weird thing where yeah where you feel short short change so i, I, I don't know I think, first of all, I think what Kershaw is saying and 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 your thought on this, I I think is wildly underappreciated. Because here's mm-hmm. here to me was the biggest issue. It wasn't the biggest issue, but one of the big issues of the shift. So in football, you're a football obviously fan as well. In football, obviously for years and years and years, quarterbacks called the plays, mm-hmm. and there was something very pure about that right everything stayed on the field and yeah coaches could recommend plays they could send people in with plays but if you were a a quarterback like a roger stallback or a terry bradshaw or joe montana or whatever you had control you You were running the show you run whatever okay none of that's true now right all of it is run from up high they they tell them into their helmets i mean it's not to say they don't have some freedom but not much freedom the problem to me with the shift was not that, hey, teams were doing the best they could. They were doing it sort of artificially. They were doing it with their computers and and, and, and analytics. And, and of course, I'm all for all of that. But when you see a ball, a guy hit a <clears throat> rip-a-line drive, like Joey Votto taught of this, rip-a-line drive to right field, and there's a second baseman standing in short right field and just makes the easy play on it, well, that's not good defense. That's just the guy just, up in the booth right, who had, who had right. figured out that's where Joey Votto hits balls, you know? Right. So, and I don't think that's not for, we're not here to watch. I mean, as much of an analytical guy as I am, I don't want to watch analytics teams go at each other. Yes. I want to see the greatest athletes in the world play the game. That's, right. you know, to me. So I've gone back and forth on the shift because I, you know, it's it feels unnatural to limit what they're allowed to do. Why are you telling somebody, hey, I know you're going to hit it there, but you can't stand there. That all felt. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, no, you know what? That's that's not the case, because if the players were playing the game themselves with no, you know, there was just a manager. Yes, they would go over and say, "Yeah, you might want to lean a little bit to the left for this guy. This guy tends to pull all of his things and move a little bit over. But there wouldn't be this like. Right. This they wouldn't game. have color-coded cards. Right. right. Them what they have the... to look at between pitches right. they're pulling out of their right. back pockets. And right. like, I'm, I'm sorry, that's not, that's not why we watch the game. We don't watch it for that. So, so I'm yeah. actually good, even from a philosophical standpoint, how much it'll change the game. I'm with you hundred percent. Let's see where we're going, but I love no four outfield, four man outfields. I, I, that was not good for the game. 
And I love putting one guy on each side of the bag and every, everybody stand on the dirt. Why not? I mean, that's we, we used to say I wanted to play shortstop. That's what it meant. Right. You said I play yeah. second base. That's what it meant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's better for the game to, to do now. Will it have an impact on the game? Will will you know Joe Joe Sheehan again to bring him up? He thinks it rewards pure pull hitters again. Mm. You know the guys who who have not had the sort of well rounded approach. It helps them. But I would argue with that. I would argue and say that you know the some of the greatest hitters in baseball history were pure. I mean Ted Williams was a pure pull hitter. So right. so right. I don't know that I buy that that this is somehow teaching people a bad approach to the game. I think it's a better approach to hit the ball where where it's pitched, but it's never been a good approach to just like, oh, because everybody's on the right side of the infield, I need to hit a ground ball to the left. That's not that's not baseball. That's not that's never been a good thing. So so I I I'm excited to see what it'll do, but I am well aware that we might look at it in two months and go. Well, that didn't really make the game better. I don't know yet. Right. I don't know. Right. You know? Yeah, it was really weird. And you and I are are kindred spirits on this because we both embraced analytics, embraced math and science and the future and evolving and making the game smarter and all that. But we also understand that human beings play the game. Yeah. And so I remember feeling very much like there used to be, you know, new school and old school. Like there was a line in the sand and you either were one way or the other. Right. You cared about RBIs <laughs> or you or you cared about OPS, you know, right. like it was just boom and boom. And then, you know, talking to guys who I respect who are really intelligent and future Hall of Famers in, in Zach Granke and, and Clayton Kershaw and them saying, you know, that they didn't love the shift because, right. of, because of what it did to them psychologically, not because they thought it, it didn't create more out they, they thought it, just, it worked they thought, they it, thought worked. it worked but it was just kind of an unsettling weird thing and then you go hmm you know and i've seen well, verlander i don't know verlander as well but you know he used to spend half his time positioning in, when he played for detroit he'd spend half his time positioning the fielders and they right. you know they tell me they get pissed off by that but you know he was he was the quarterback he was the quarterback he, he knew when right. he was gonna pitch the ball and he he had an idea. Nobody had a better idea of where that ball might land than him. Yeah. So I could see where guys like that would be like, well, what what the heck, you know? Yeah. Like some well, guy. They, you're I taking mean, this uh, out of my hands, right? You're exactly. Taking, and exactly. especially guys like Greinke is a perfect example because not only is Greinke a super smart guy, like you say, he's an analytical guy. Like yes. he's a guy who buys into the analytics, so yes. you can actually talk to about his his ex-fip if you want to, you know, right. he knows, right. he knows what's going on with he this knows. stuff, you know? And right. so, I mean, he, his, 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 his thoughts probably evolved over the years. Maybe he's more pro shift and, and just looking at the numbers and seeing if it benefited maybe. him and the team. But there's also, again, if you have a guy like that, who is super smart and nerdy in the best way, also bringing up the idea of, I want, control you know he's a, he's I want a control fine... but i love what you said about about kershaw yeah there is something to be said that like one hit against the shift might might you know absolutely like, ah, mentally hurt you more yeah. than you made three a... times the shift saves you i mean you made absolutely. A... how'd you feel you made a great freaking pitch to juan soto you know right. he hits an an eight hopper to to 
where the second baseman should be, and he's not there. I mean, maybe yeah. not Soto, but you know what I mean. Like somebody that but good, that's a great or Manny point. Machado. Or, and the other know. side of it is, and I've heard several pitchers I've talked to personally, but also have seen them say this, they give up a rip, like an absolute line drive that turns into an out. They don't feel good about themselves. No. No, no, they're they're like I that did not deserve to be an out. Now they're yeah. of course they're happy they got the out and whatever, but they don't feel like they did their job. And right. they do feel like they did their job on the eight bouncer to the left side that exactly. ends up being a hit. So so I think that there is something mentally very interesting about that. And I not ever really put it fully together, but I think that's right. I think pitchers would like for the results to better match what they think, yes. how they think they've done their job, right? Yes, and that's right. But the problem is you say something like that or you write something like that and people think you're, you know, prehistoric, you know, like, <laughs> so crazy. you know, you're like, well, let's not shift because because we need the hitter, you know, because because it does psychological damage to these pitchers when they when they make a great pitch that should be an out that goes for a freaking leading right. single, you know, right. and, and you're like called an idiot online and whatever. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I we're all working with this, but how? But do you think that outlawing the shift creates more of an equal playing field for some of these teams that, quite frankly, aren't as quote unquote smart as other teams? Good question. I, I I'm very interested to see because look, smart teams are not going to stop being smart. They're going to figure right. out ways to do something Cheat defensively. This, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, to the to the, to the gonna, fullest extent. Who is what? What team is going to get be the? So what happens if? So actually, I don't know the answer to this, and I know you do. What happens if if you cheat if if you're not if you do not follow the shift rules, if it's, you have a guy, they, they can absolutely, what do uh, they do? So if well, they, if they... It, it depends on, they can review it. I, I would hope this never happened. First of all, if it, before the pitch, the umpire is supposed to stop two feet on the bay, uh, two feet on the dirt. And basically the, the only things that matter are everybody's going to have two feet on the dirt, Okay. which I don't think anybody's going to try to cheat that one out. Maybe, right, maybe right. people will be way back at the edge of the dirt or whatever. And the second thing is, uh, that both second baseman and the shortstop have to be even an inch, but they God. have to, they cannot be behind the back. This, this is so funny. It reminds me of basically like offensive formations, That's or, right. you know, like, like That's you're right. on the line, you cannot move until the yeah. ball is snapped or pitched. Exactly right. It's like and an illegal formation. Not be, you cannot be in an illegal formation. So they if will... you're, if you're a, um, if you're a, an umpire and you see the home plate umpire, I think will be the guy, maybe the second base umpire will be the guy and say, okay, look, you're, you have, you can move them. You can say you're standing in the wrong place. You can't, you can't stand there. If it actually goes through, um, they can call it no pitch. I mean, there's, there's things that they can do. Um, if you, if you've got a hit against it, then, you know, then mm, the hit would count, interesting. but, but yeah. So what I, what I think they have sort of determined is it's, it's not going to be something that people can like cheat because okay. physically you'll see where they're standing. So it's a, you know? it's a no play. So it will basically be like a false start. It's right. a no play. That's right. It's There's like, a, it'll be a, a false start. And again, I don't think that so much they're worried about guys not having two feet on the dirt. I think they think that'll be fine. Everybody will be able to do that. But standing too close to second base, like standing with a couple of like with one foot behind the bag, I hope they're not going to be, you know, super tyrannical about that kind of thing. Because even if they have one foot behind the bag, 
it's still no longer the shift the way we've seen it the last few years, right. you know? Right, right. But I do think they're going to try to call it. And if yeah. you have a foot behind the bag, you can hurt your team uh, doing that. So, God. how? but how do you, what's the penalty? Or is it just... I think the penalty is is going to be a no pitch. I think that's basically the penalty. Funny if they started handing out yellow cards like in soccer, <laughs> and two they and you're throw out. you out. Yeah, and then you, the team you, plays a violations. man down. That's it, and you only have three infielders for the rest of the game. I've always thought that would be such an interesting thing for baseball. Like if you could actually, oh. like when they eject you, you are actually out. ejected, and they cannot replace you. I think you're that done. would be so interesting, oh so much fun. Oh so I think God. it's going to be that's going to be. Uh, and I and I the people that I talk to in baseball feel the same way. They don't really fully know what's going to happen. There are some that think it's going to create this this circle uh, where pitchers and hitters are going to change their approaches uh, mm-hmm. because because of the shift and and not being able to to count on giving up line drives to right field or that turn into outs, you know, uh, yeah. or left field for a right handed hitter. And, and so pitchers are going to have to change their approach. Hitters will change their approach and it'll create more action. There'll be, you know, we'll see more balls in play. That's the hope. I don't know if it's going to go that far. I do think, I think that uh, I was reading somebody who said that there'll probably be eight to 10 more points of batting average on balls in play. Um, I don't know if that's true. If that we'll, we'll, we'll have to see, but if that's the case, that's not, nothing. Be, that would be great. That would I be would great. Love it. Right. I'm more, also, more offense, right? I also really think we're going to have a couple of guys, whether they're pitchers or hitters who say, Oh my God, I am way better when I'm going faster and I don't have to think like yeah, whose numbers go up because I, of this. I agree. Like who get, they get out of their own way. They get out of their own overanalyzing their own, Whatever it is, and they just do it. They don't think; they just go. But what haven't know? we've thought for years? Like you and I have heard this a million times, where it's like nothing's better than playing defense behind a fast-moving pitcher, oh. right? Because you're in the game every minute. Yeah. Will we see better defense? Will yeah. we see? I don't know. All of these yeah. things are theories. Well, oh, we, oh, oh, for sure. I mean, the, I remember when Pedro Baez was with the Dodgers and taking two minutes between oh. pitches. It was so bad. I mean, they had to talk to him and yeah. say. Your defenders are losing their minds. Right. This is not, this is hurting our team. Well, Joey Votto said something else, which I really liked, which was, hey, this is going to mean for us as players, let's say they knock 20 minutes off the game, 30 Mm -hmm. minutes off the game. If you knock 30 minutes off the game, I don't think it'll be quite that much, but let's say you do. 30 minutes off of a game means 80 hours less on the field this year, this mm-hmm. year for a season, 80 mm-hmm. hours that you're not on the field. It's like, we're going to be fresher. It's going to be less injuries. You're going to see mm-hmm. like a real sense of, of people. You'll get people who want to play more games and they won't need as much rest. I mean, there's, there's something to be said for just not being on your feet as much and not yeah. being like, you know, in the game and that much. I, I, like I say, I, I'm in love with it. I'm in love with it. Absolutely. I don't know how the outfielders even stay. I watch them, you know, just to see what they do when they're just waiting. Because I'll wait for, you know, some guy will wait 45 minutes to have a ball hit to him. Or not get one at all, right? And they're just like, Jock Peterson, who who's, you know, <laughs> one of our favorites, one of our favorites, you know, and, and he, he's not the most folk. I mean, you know, he, he it is what it is. 
He's lovely, but you know, it, it, it he's, he's not he's, the most focused guy in no. the world. Let's and not so kid he anybody. has to do, if you watch him, it's incredible between pitches because he's trying to stay, you know, loose and stay on his feet and all that. And he, he does, he walks in a circle, like every, between every pitch, <laughs> turns his back to the plate, walks in a circle, comes back, stretches, you know, gets it because he doesn't want to just be standing there. Because right. Why would you want to you'd stand there for 10 minutes? What are you going to do? Pick your nose, you know, look I at have the crowd. thought, I have thought I like mean, behind a Kenley or a, oh or a Pedro, Pedro Baez, Baez. Or Zach, Zach, Zach can get this way too. Yeah. You're behind them for like a minute and a half. You're playing left field or right field. I don't want to strangle that but guy. Imagine it's the ball. How hard it is to, for a minute and a half to be on red alert. Like, yes. you know, for a ball being hit right at you, which is what you have to be if you're a good filter, just be on red alert. It's right? really hard. That's a long time to be yes. on, like, have all your senses firing and to be on on your toes. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, like I say, I could not be more in love with it. So yeah. I am super excited about uh, about this year. I'm super excited about opening day. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also excited about the WBC. So let's talk a minute about uh, about that. What do you think? I'm really excited too, but I'm a little bit down because MLB still, uh, there's just the best pitchers don't go. And I mean, some, I mean, some do Alcantara is going, as far as I know, Sandy Alcantara is going and he's he the best pitcher in the world. He's he's, he's scheduled to go, but like teams don't, and I'm going to write about this. I think next week teams don't want their pitchers going. They don't want them going. And so until we, and this is be like, you know, if, if, if if Lionel Messi's team didn't want him playing in the World Cup right. because he could hurt himself or whatever, and and the World Cup, it's like no, this is the thing. Like yeah, everybody's this 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 is the event that you're. <laughs> if you want to get hurt anywhere, a- anything, it may as well be the World Cup because this is this is the this is all the marbles. So I'm in a little bit of a weird place where it's like, I'm really excited. I love these lineups; are crazy, but. We're not getting the best pitchers, and until MLB, I, I don't know what the answer is. Obviously, because you got to keep them safe, they right? Clayton Kershaw couldn't even get insur- insurance to play, and he even had the Dodgers, the Dodgers' uh, blessing to play. Yeah, but he couldn't get insured because of his back injuries and stuff. No insurance company wanted to, you know, take a whatever fifteen million dollar risk. Right. So what are that. we, what are we doing? You know, I mean, that that's hard. It's a, it, that part. I want to is... see. I want to see Degrom. Of I want course. to see Scherzer. I want to see Verlander. I want to see Garrett Cole. I want to see Clayton Kershaw. I want to see Corbin Burns. Freaking, I mean, absolutely. Corbin Burns, of course. Brandon Woodruff. Like none of those guys are going. So what, no. are, what are we doing? I mean, Adam Wainwright, God bless. But like, you know, he's older than I am. So what are we, <laughs> I mean, and I, what are, you know, it's like, all right, I love him. I, I adore Adam Wainwright. Of course we all do. But like, what are we, Spencer no, Strider, hard... where's, where's Spencer Strider? You know, where's, Where's I mean Walker Bueller is hurt. I'm just naming all the great pitchers sure. I can think and of, especially and the I... young ones. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. look, I think, and especially it's such a weird mix because pretty much all of the great players are going. These lineups yes. are insane. insane, right? I mean, it's like you got yeah. the Mookies and you got the Trey Turners and that whole Everybody. Dominican right. lineup. Is oh my like god, the, the greatest lineup ever put together. Ever I put mean, together, yeah. And I, I mean, think and maybe they're all nobody wants to sign up to face that freaking lineup. You know, like, <laughs> well, that's, well, that's I, the other thing. Like, if you're a pitcher, you know, you, you know Sorry. it's going to be tough. Yeah, exactly. Not do it, but like, I guess some of the Dominic the Dominicans have some good, uh, a couple of good pitchers. I think they have Javier. I think from the Astros is going. Um right. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that, but Alcantara is going. But it's also just like, oh. 
Where I, I don't know what the answer yeah. is. Quato's I can't, going. Quato and Javier. Going. Going, yeah. I can't tell these teams to risk their. You no, know, you can't. Cases. You can't. You can't change but, this. Uh, but it just, it does stink. But stinks. again, part part of that is because pitchers have become uh, such commodities, right? You can't yeah. you can't allow them to get hurt, and it's so dangerous because they're all throwing at max effort and they're all throwing right. 100 miles an hour. And and it's yeah. it's. I mean, that's the thing that I think about all the time with a guy like Degrom. Okay, who was yeah. more fun to watch? Uh, Nobody than Degrom. Nobody. And yet. Does DeBron really need to throw 104? Like, no. is that like he does not have to throw 104? And and I do. You listen to the old time pitchers, and yes, they they're a little bit like eh, in my day and whatever. But you know, Tom Seaver pitched forever, and Pete Jenkins pitched forever. It is a, baseball is a marathon. You know, yeah. you can't and go those out guys there. Did not pitch no. max effort. But no. maybe two or three times a game. I mean, that yeah. was it when, when when they absolutely had to have it. You know, your Jim Palmers did not right. throw as hard as they could throw. And and, right. and now have the hitters become too good to even allow you to sort of pitch at 85%? I don't know. Maybe they have. Yes. I don't I don't know the answer. But I cannot believe that you have like 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 every single time. DeGrom pitches, he's redlining, right? He's like, he's not just throwing and every single time. There's yeah, some like freaking four percent, you know, it just he needs yeah. to, he needs and, to just pull back a little bit. Yeah. And once a week, there's some tweet about his freaking oblique again, right? You know, every, and I'm well, I mean, I'm honestly, like, you tell me, and we love Jason DeGrom. You tell me yeah. over under 10 starts this year. What do you think? I'll take the over, but I hope you're right. You said it at like, 15? 14? Yeah, 15 I was going to say. Yeah, 18? Say, if I said 18, you'd be like, no. Oh, not doing God, 18. You know? No. And, and that's, you know, that's. It just, I mean, but but you're right. He's he's like my favorite. He's he's he is appointment television viewing. Oh, absolutely. So what do we, we want, we want that, right? We, we yeah. want that. But I think Justin Verlander to bring him up again. I he did he showed me anyway, like oh wow, because throughout his career, you know, he'd start out a game, maybe he's throwing you know ninety three whatever, and then yep. later at, when the game goes on, it gets up to ninety eight. I mean, he was old same. fashioned in that way. I mean, he I, was I love, not a max effort you, every pitch. Then you go, whoa, holy crap! This yep. guy has been toying with these hitters the whole time. He was he was holding back, and now yep. he saved it for when he really needs it. And you go, wow. Well, I really. I mean, this is I'd be doing do. yeah. playing baseball. I'd be like, I'd be going like 120 percent on every <laughs> single pitch on every swing because I'd be so overwhelmed and just trying my hardest, you yeah. know. And he's We'd just all like degrading out he's, there. He's yeah. smoking them at like 80 percent. You're like, whoa, respect. Well, man. I'll tell you what. I mean, this maybe this is a topic for our next uh, podcast, yeah. but I loved Verlander last year. I thought Verlander was not even, he was at 75%. Like he wasn't even yeah. trying to strike people out. He's just yeah. like, getting out, get him out, get him out. When I need to, bring in the big stuff. Um, but you look at his his year. I mean, he was strikeouts were way down, but he was better than ever, you know, yeah. because he he the guy is so smart and he's been around doing it for so long. And he just sort of he brought in his like inner Tom Seaver and, and, and guys mm-hmm. like that where, you know, and that's, it's hard to do and for a young guy. If you're a Kristen Javier, it's hard to, to know like, okay, you can, you can take it easy, take it easy, take it easy until, until the big moment. That's why 
Javier was twice involved with no hitters because it was every pitch, Ridiculous. every batter, you know? Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, unless you're Nolan Ryan, it's hard to do that for a very long period of time, you know? I got to ask you about Andrew Painter because I, this, this, my, he has my full attention at this moment. <laughs> yes. Um, two drafted out of high school two years ago. Yeah. And in, in 19 years old and in contention for a spot in the Phillies rotation and we'll, Absolutely. whether, whether he gets it or not, will certainly be pitching in the big leagues at some point this year. I am getting Kershaw vibes from this kid. Um, I know he's not a, you know, not a lefty, not a, not, not the same stuff, but just no. with the, with the acceleration of like, Holy cow! You're ready for you're, you're maybe ready for the big leagues incredible. two years out of high school. Well, and it's funny because a lot of people talk about his stuff because he does throws a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's got incredible stuff. But all these guys have incredible stuff. You know, yeah. there's something there about command and yep. his sense of how to get batters out that he's yep. just he's just a prodigy. It's a, he's just matur- wise it's a, it's a maturity. Yes, it's a maturity. Yeah. Like yeah. who the heck? I mean, because most of some of these guys take six, seven years. I mean, and, and it's fine. And they're still only like twenty three, you know, know, which is real super young. But kids out of high school, first round picks, especially it's, pitchers, they bring them along slow because they don't want them to. Hurt you don't themselves. see this anymore. You no. like we see we've seen a lot of really exciting nineteen year old players, but they're all position players. They're yeah. all Juan Sotos or Bryce Harper's right. or Mike Trout's. Right. I mean, that's we're not seeing pitchers come up at 19 like this guy and yeah. you know it the, when you match his stuff with his sort of sense of the game um he might make the he might and that team is so crazy exciting that whole yes. division is out of control you know i mean yeah. it's it, they're so those top three teams are so good that if you're the phillies i mean, I mean you've got to think hard about like how? What, are you going to send him to the minor leagues so he can? So he can? You know, it reminds uh, me a little yeah. bit, a little bit of Zach, yeah. who, from a pure pitcher standpoint, at nineteen was ready to pitch in the big leagues. Now, yeah. emotionally, he was not, as we as we would find out. But from his sense of the game, his understanding of himself, his 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 command, his control his ability to to sort of outsmart hitters 19 years old he was ready to right. go he was ready right. to pitch and this guy's got like kind of better stuff than Zach did at that at that age i mean it's it's he's I, fun he's fun to watch i mean but think about yourself at age 19 oh my okay? gosh yeah i was a sophomore in college so i was i i was a little better off than i was as a freshman in college yeah but like being on a professional sports team, traveling oh around the country for seven months away from my friends and family with people like twice, some people like twice my age. I mean, and then having to perform and having everyone staring at you, you know, writing about you and then and then performing in front of 50,000 people. I mean, it's it's I, not, it's, 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 it's not yeah. he can't even legally drink. No, I mean, what, he no. can't even have he a is- beer legally. He's you know? younger than one of my daughters and about the same age as my other daughter. So I, I am well aware of How... what 19 and 18 and 21 year olds are. You need and... like a, it's too bad Adam Wainwright or 
Cole, somebody isn't on that. I mean, I don't know who they're. I mean, I guess like, I, I need to think maybe Aaron Nola or somebody. Yeah, guy like they, Nola. He needs a but. He needs yeah. a freaking chaperone. I oh, mean, yeah. I, that's the only word I can come up with. He needs well, like guys a buddy. like Nola. They're old enough. Take yeah, him. To, I mean, but he really needs someone because it does not happen on every team. It just doesn't. No, there needs to that, be someone who says, "You're with me. I'm taking you under my wing." But that you're going to come seems, over. That team but seems to have it that needs vibe, to be, though. It don't needs you to think? Be, it, they, it does, but it needs to be like said explicitly. Hey, you're going to come over and eat with my my family on Sunday nights, or right. you're going to we're going to work out together in the off season, or hey, we're going to go to dinner. You're not going to sit in your room alone, right? You know, we're going to go to dinner on the road. Like there actually has to be, and and no offense, but women tend to do this better than men. Like more oh, no mothering and reaching out, and that there has but to you, be that those that that vibe, right? But you know like what's weird? You know what's weird is sometimes those come from the most surprising places. I was shocked. When I wrote my second book, The Machine, the guy who did that for the kids was Pete Rose. Pete Rose was the guy who would take them under his his belt, come over to my house, play ping pong with me. I'll buy in all of your meals. You're never paying for a meal, kid. I'm taking it. And the other players were not like that. I mean, like Morgan and 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 Bench and those guys were tough. I mean, they were the typical hard-ass ball player. But Pete Rose, like they all like George Foster yeah. and all those guys would talk about this guy, like he like saved me, you know, and I think I the just, Phillies have a bunch of those guys and it would behoove the Phillies to do that because Painter could be the difference this they year. Do. I, I I saw it. So David Freeze told me he had a, he had some problems. He struggled with addiction and alcoholism and uh, Matt Holiday took him under his wing and was like, you're with me, man, all the time. You're going to hang out with my family and yeah. everything I just said. He told me Matt Holiday saved his life. And then yeah. basically, and then he went on to win the World Series MVP and have one of the craziest. I mean, that was the season before Matt Holiday was like, you're headed down a bad path. You're with me, bro. And just yeah. and 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 actually walked that walk rather than just whatever. I saw the opposite in L.A. with Yasiel Puig. No one ever did that for him. Yeah. They didn't no like one. him. They really didn't they, like Puig. No, they didn't. And 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 he earned some of that. He sure did. he did. He actually, sure he did. But, but had there been one veteran yeah. to say, cut this out. This is not right. how we, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Because because we know these guys go off the rails. They get money and they have access of to course. alcohol and women and whatever. And they well, go off that's, the rails. Isn't that why we adore, historically, we'll always adore like a Roberto Clemente, right? Yes. Like that's, that's what that team needed is a Roberto yes. Clemente to like just yes. grab him. By the throat, because it's not just like sweet kids who are 19 who are struggling or whatever that you've that that's easy. Yeah. It's the it's the guys it's that David like Fre- it's I mean, the David Freeze, I don't know, 25, 26 at the time. I don't remember right. how old that's it was. not it's the it's guys like Puig. That's when it gets hard. Like when you have a guy yeah. that's like he is kind of a pain in the neck and and guys don't like him and. Can you go and maybe he won't listen to you the, like the first five times you tell him he won't listen, but you just keep hammering away. Yeah. He never had that. It's a great point. He it's was, really he was, point. he had, uh, he was a nightmare, but he was not helped at all from the top down. Right. Screwed up at every turn and the way they dealt with him. And he never got that, that, that thing that, that some of that these kids need to, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's a it's, great point. It's, it's a really great so, point. Anyway. All right, we oh, have a lot to talk about. Was, yeah, yeah next. next I guess we'll talk about it next time because I'm obsessed with bo- this box. I think we're going to have to have a whole balking podcast. Yes. Because I'm scared about the box that right. are coming. That's, so, yes. Teaser be for a, next time. 
This is going to be great. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about uh, raising young players. This is great. Molly, <laughs> we'll have plenty to talk about. Thanks, Molly. Yeah. Thanks, Joe.